Jan Price talks to the movers and shakers in the film business. The Jan Price Show, all about movies. You're listening to The Jam Price Show, and today my guest is writer-director Sean Durkin, and we're talking about its brand-new movie, The Nest, starring Jude Law and Carrie Coon. Welcome to the show, Sean. Hi, thanks for having me. It's nice to have you on the show. I have to tell you, when I uh, got the opportunity to set up this interview with you, I was so excited because I was at Sundance this past January, and your film was the buzz of Sundance. And every time I tried to get into a screening, it was sold out. And I couldn't get in. <laughs> so I was glad I had my own private screening to see this movie. So there's a lot of, thank you. I, I, me too, me too. And there is a lot of buzz about this movie out there. Yeah, definitely uh, Oscar buzz is uh, flowing out into the universe. So I'm excited to talk to you about this film. So our guests know a little bit about the synopsis of it. Do you want to tell the listeners a little bit about what The Nest is all about? Yeah, sure. It is set in 1986 and it it is about a family that moves from New York to England, where the father of the family, Rory, played by Jude Law, uh, has a work opportunity. And so he moves his family quite suddenly, and they get there and they move into this big house, and their life changes quite drastically. And over the course of the film, we start to learn that the reason that they moved is not quite what he said, and, and the, some of the, the secrets within the family start to, to come out. And it goes from there. Why did you... You wrote this. So why did you choose the Reagan Thatcher era to set this movie? Well, it started from a personal level of reflecting on my own childhood. And I lived in England in the 80s. And, and so it, it started there with with that reflection. But as I was writing and making it, and I, I sort of honed in on some of those themes of bigger is better ambition that was really celebrated at the time and realizing they haven't really gone anywhere and that they're still so prevalent today. And, and I felt like this moment in 19. 1986, pre-financial crash when London was it was at the height of privatization and deregulation and it felt like a, a marker along the way of sort of how we've got to where we got today. And and so I intentionally approached the movie that was in the 80s. Uh, I sort of removed a lot of the signifiers that you're used to seeing in 80s movies to make it feel closer to today because I felt like the two time periods felt very linked. And that is what's interesting because if you hadn't really mentioned Reaganomics, you kind of wouldn't have known which era this really is in. So that's what it's, it's sort of timeless. You're right. It hasn't, things, things are about the same in some ways uh, and have a, you know, which is interesting. I have to talk about the production design and the cinematography, which is absolutely gorgeous. And the way that you've decided that you chose to film this, because it does feel, and it's very unsettling, um, this movie, and it has lots of contrast. You know, there's the subtle shading and the contrast with it. But for me, it felt very much like a thriller. Like, you know, when I was waiting any moment for something <laughs> scary to happen in the yeah. film. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, and it does, it has that kind of suspense as you're watching it. So talk a little bit about that and the choices that you made to do it in that way. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I wanted to make a family drama. That's what this is. That's what first and foremost what it is. But then I also love genre movies. I love horror movies. 
movies, um, and I felt like the cinematic tools that you can take from a genre movie really applied truly to the characters' journeys in this film, even though it's it is a drama. And so, both through the production design and the cinematography, we wanted to create an atmosphere that's very similar to what you might feel in a haunted house, because the haunting is the ambition of this family. It's their miscommunications. It's their own sort of private desires. So th these these are the things that are haunting them and, and ultimately pulling them apart over the course of the film. And in terms of the cinematography approach, I, Matthias Erde, who is my cinematographer, he's just absolutely brilliant. Uh, yes, he is. from Hungary and he's uh, he shot a film called Son of Saul, which won the Oscar for Best Foreign a few years ago. And, and he mm -hmm. also, he had shot my um, miniseries I made in England called Southcliffe. And he's He's just, I think he is just the absolute best. And we have a, a long running relationship. And so our collaboration is quite almost effortless at this point because we've worked together so much that we just are very much on the same page. And so with him, it, it was just about creating the right light and space and feel. And we just sort of understand each other. And, 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 and I think we're both, we're not afraid to, you know, let characters step into dark shadows and, 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 um, and stay there and not always have to be, you know, close and not always be informational, but it's more about creating a, an atmosphere and, um, and, and, and creating the feel of what it's really like to be in a house, like the house in the nest. I mean, you know, this is a, a, a 750 year old house in the English countryside. I mean, it, it's a, it's a scary place and offers a lot of, um, great uh you know photography um and, and and linked to that the production designer james price uh is also this is actually his first first movie as a designer which is just amazing but he was my art director and and i sort of felt he was so talented and kind of begged him to to become a designer to do this movie and um he just knew so much about english architecture and about what it was that we needed um you know he knew sort of what era we were looking for what what was too big what was too small and 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 then the details within just down to the floorboards and the table and the you know the 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 weathering of the house and the cracks and things so um just a real attention to detail that i love to to work with oh yes and it and it just adds to the whole feel of the film, obviously, yeah. all of those, all of those things. Where did you find this mansion to film in? Yeah, so we we treated it like casting. It was like it was almost like doing an open casting call. And we, I think, we started. You know, we said, okay, within three hours of London, just because that will be useful because we're based in London. So um, we had a great uh, locations team that would just go out and see everything. And then ultimately, I think we had sort of ten finalists that that I went to see with Matthias and James and, and um, you know, we'd get to a place and we'd be driving off and it would look perfect from the outside. And then we would get inside and there would be no open spaces. It was a really uh, interesting thing about a lot of these houses. There's plenty of old manor houses, but they don't have open space. I think they're built probably for, you know, to try and keep warm. There's just a series of individual rooms. Um, and what I really needed was an open space so that we could, create the isolation so that the family could be small in the frame if needed be within the house and really see through down hallways and, and always have open doors in the background. And, and so when we finally 
you know, we finally found this house. Oh, and then some, some of the other ones were just too big. You know, you'd, you'd pull up and it would be a small castle and it would just be too ridiculous. And I, and I knew you'd also lose, lose the audience if it was too much. There had to be just that right blend. Um, and so we found this house and it just felt like the right uh, combination of those elements. And it was, uh, yeah, just a really beautiful place to work. Well, it, it, and the home is such a character in the film, too. So you did film in the interiors within this home. You didn't go to a soundstage. No, this was all on location, the whole film. Wow. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. So Jude Law, who we, uh, whom I just adore uh, as an actor, and Carrie Coons, who I'm not as familiar with, and, and I, I realized when I was um, doing my research about her, uh, that she's an actress who can really get lost in her characters and she's not one that, you know, maybe she's so good at what she does that she may not stand out as, some, you know, like as many others stand out and actresses. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping I'm not really saying this correctly. She just becomes so much of her character that you don't, absolutely. You, she, she gets lost in it. So you don't really see who she is. Yeah. And then when you see her in different movies, she's different in each one. So you don't always recognize who she is. Yeah. <laughs> so, she, yeah, absolutely. She's a proper actor. <laughs> she, yeah, yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So tell me a little bit about the casting process and how you attracted Jude Law and Carrie Coons to the, these roles. And they're both absolutely, they give uh, superb performances. And I, I do think that they both will be on everyone's A-list for um, acting for the Oscars. I really do. Yeah, I, I, I just, they, I can't say enough about them. They are two of the best actors working today. I mean, they are, you know, and, and, and obviously Jude is, you know, we all know. um, And, and I'm so, I just so love the collaboration and what he was able to do with this. I mean, we, I sent it, I sent it to him and, and, you know, he read it and responded and, and we met in, in LA and, and just from day one, he, he was asking the same questions I was, which is that, you know, this, this character does some, um, make some complicated decisions and some questionable decisions. And, but, but he's always operating from a place of truly believing that he's doing the best thing for himself and his family, even if it's not actually the best thing. And so, we wanted to make sure there was that love and human belief underneath, you know, that, that there was that flawed human underneath the surface. And, and, and Jude was so in touch with that from day one and unafraid to go there. And that's the thing when, when that, that was so remarkable about Jude's performance is he was just not afraid to go to these places that Rory goes. And that's, um, that's doesn't always happen. Um, especially with someone, you know, as, as well known as he is. And, and so, um, you know, we just had such an incredible collaboration and, um, and then with Carrie, uh, I'd actually met Carrie a couple of times. Um, but, but one day my casting director just, you know, we we're early on talking about who could be. And, and, and the second that Susan Shopmaker, my casting director said, Carrie, I just, it was clicked. It was like, of course it is. Of, of course it is. Like she's, Carrie, like, can Allison has a real duality to her, and and yes. um, she's she's very she's she's multifaceted, and 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 Carrie is an actor who can be that in such a grounded, natural way. And um, I think you know people who know Carrie consider her one of the best, and you know people who don't, you know, it's just a matter of time before uh, you know 
more people do know her because she's just uh, she's as good as it gets, you know. She really is, and, yeah. and you focus a lot on on her in this film. Um, there are some real interesting the way that the scenes that were lit, uh, particularly when she uh, is dancing. Yeah. The yeah that that scene where she it just that was so beautifully lit and the way that that was done uh, when she just is abandoning herself you know yeah yeah to the music and 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 that that's a really wonderful wonderful uh scene and the score is excellent too you have you have richard reed perry from arcade arcade fire how Mm -hmm. did you attract him to this is this the first time he's ever done a a score for a movie yeah yeah it is i met richard through through my music supervisor and um she just put us in touch and i listened uh richard has a you know outside of arcade fire career has, has done some beautiful um, classical recordings. And, and so he had a classical album called music for heart and breath, which I listened to while I was writing. So, so music is a big part of my writing process. And so his, his voice in a way was always a part of this film. Um, and then when we got into prepping the film, we, we reached out again and, and, you know, established that he would be the composer. So um yeah, that was that was a, that was a big part of the the process as well as working with him. Yeah, and he, I mean, he's, it's really and plus putting in um, music from the eighties too. So that, that's yeah. another thing that gives you lets you know exactly the era that you're in a little bit with the music that they're playing. And the two young actors who play the the son and daughter. Mm-hmm. How did you? Um, and I don't, I don't have their names right off the top of my uh, head right now. But yeah. how did you, how did you find them? And and what was that process like? Yeah, so it, Char- Charlie Charlie Shotwell plays Ben. He's the the um, he's about I think in the you know about ten or eleven in the movie. Um, and and Charlie's a very experienced actor. We we did we did open casting calls for the two kid roles because I I I started out working in casting and and um and spent years you know being a casting assistant watching great young actors come in and 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 you know sort of I felt like they should have been getting roles they weren't getting because they weren't famous yet and so it's always been an important part for me to cast people and give those those breaks um and trust trust an actor you know who doesn't have the experience but so we we tried that with with uh with the ben role but actually what ended up happening was was the the opposite was that charlie who was extremely experienced um you know just came in and and just had the right energy and he's just such a he's just such an incredible kid and so smart and um so interesting and 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 ben is a very quiet role and so i felt like all of that stuff that's working in Charlie's brain would be quite interesting when it was, you know, sort of a bit more behind the scenes, um, in, in the movie. Um, but Una Roach, who plays Sam was very much, uh, uh, a result of open casting and she had never done a movie before. She, I think she'd just recently graduated from theater school. And, um, and so again, uh, we did open casting and she came and someone, Susan Shotmaker knew and, and she brought in and, and just immediately felt, I could feel from her the, the, the strength and humor that I envisioned Sam having, and she just had it right away. So. It was an easy choice. <laughs> yeah, there's great chemistry, and they and they were really wonderful in this film. What what uh, was the most difficult part of the shoot for you? Hmm. Honestly, it was it was it was such a 
fluid, warm shoot. I mean, it was, um, there was a great chemistry. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's obviously a, a serious drama, but the, the set itself is just like so relaxed and fun. And, um, I don't think I've ever had such a harmonious experience. So, um, you know, the, the, you know, I guess it was a, it was a long shoot. I mean, not a ton of days in comparison to other movies, but it, it stretched out over a few months. And so, you know, that, that's always a challenge and there's always the usual challenges of, um, you know, finding the locations and, and, and finding the, the right great actors to slot into some of those smaller roles. That's always, you know, a, a, a tricky prospect just because I just want to have the best people in every part. And so, but we got there with everything. So, um, yeah, it was a really, really special experience all around. You also work, not, they always say, you know, don't work with children and animals and movies, <laughs> <but> you, <laughs> and you decided to tackle both <laughs> in, in this film. Uh, this, let's talk about, the horse in this. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. They made and it easy for me. You know, they, <laughs> I, I worked with the, the most incredible trainers. They did the horse actually. Allison's horse is Jon Snow's horse from game of Thrones. Oh, his name really? Is, yeah. His name is Tornado and he is uh, he's a fantastic actor. And so, <laughs> so I, I was working with such top level um, horse trainers called the devil's horsemen in, in England. And they just, they just make it so easy. And I just, I lean on them. I mean, I, I had, personal experiences I, I i've been around horses my life and 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 worked in farms and so so i i knew i knew enough but but i leaned on them to just i wanted every detail to be exactly right and and carrie worked really hard to learn how to ride and um it was yeah and it, they they definitely made it made it easy for me i was going to ask you about that did because carrie you know i mean her her role revolves around this horse. So a lot of it, it not only her husband, yeah. but the, the horse is very significant to the yeah. film. Um, and I was wondering, and I thought, wow, they had to find an actress who, you know, really is a, a great writer and um, able to be with, you know, handle the horse beautifully. And so she did not know how to ride prior to no, the film. That, no. Wow. She, she had, a, she had some, you know, some, some, very basic like childhood experience with horses. So she was comfortable around them and could get on a horse. Um, but, but, but she really learned how to ride for the, for the part. Yeah. So she's excellent. And also that. learned how to teach to ride. That's, yeah. that was a, that's a whole specific <laughs> thing in itself is, is, is being a riding teacher and, and knowing the language. And that also came a lot from, from her, uh, the trainer that, that she had in, in, and we sh- we shot the first part of the film in Toronto and, and had a great horse trainer there as well who um who you know Carrie absorbed some things from her own lessons that she she put into that so that was fun I did see that some of it was filmed in Toronto but I was curious as to what parts were Yeah so so basically the fir- the first part of the film is set in in America and it's it's um it's set in sort of Westchester County in in New York um mm-hmm. and uh but we we ended up shooting it in an area just outside of Toronto. So the first part, so when when the you know the first house they're in, and and then the the, the kids' schools, and um, so those first scenes, basically everything that in the movie that's in America was actually here, yeah, yeah, in Toronto, and then and then um, and then everything in England is actually in England, actually in England. So let's talk about the symbolism of the horse because the horse is a significant part of this film for you what 
what is the significance and the symbolism of the horse? Well, it's funny because in, in the end, the, the you know, in the end, I think when you walk away from the, from from watching the film, the horse feels sort of like the biggest metaphor of the film. Yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's a it's a very specific personal detail from my life. So it's it's funny how that happens. Um, uh, and I and I don't want to you know spoil the movie so i'll leave it out right. but, but but a couple of the things that happened with the horse were, were things that i experienced um as a child from from working on farms um so so it's funny how that that you know that specific detail ends up feeling so metaphorical but at the same time i guess it is in the end quite a metaphor and and i think and i think at the core a horse to me uh, the horse to me represents sort of the different view of Rory and Allison, which is that to people who work with horses, you know, I think sometimes there's a misconception that, you know, working with horses is some sort of like fancy job or, or some sort of like fancy existence when actually, you know, horse people are uh, very much of the earth and hardworking and it is physical labor. And it's, it's, it's an emotional connection to the animal and, and a silent connection to the animal. It's very spiritual almost in mm-hmm. that, in that relationship. And, and, and that's what it means to Allison and to, to Rory, it's, you know, his relationship to a horse is something that is, often a misconception of horses, which is a status symbol as something to say, like, oh, we have horses, you know? And so it represented that divide for me, I think, in the end. Yeah, very interesting. Yeah, because you can, yes, you can interpret it uh, a number of different ways. And and that's what's so great about the film in that respect, that you can put your own, obviously, everybody puts Mm. their own interpretation on it, but certainly the interpretation of the horse. All right, so what was it like directing Jude Law, who's... Who's been around for so long and has done such mag- has just a magnificent body of work? What I mean, you've, you've talked about meeting him, and uh, but what was it really like? Were you intimidated by directing him and meeting him and having him be a part of this film? No, not at all, not at all. I loved Jude's work, and I was so excited that he responded to the script, and it was just the most wonderful collaboration. I mean, he he was all in in every way. It meant the movie meant so much to him, and he just gave everything he had to it and it was it was just such a beautiful collaboration we just immediately I think we're both very very open and honest and 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 kind of you know quite just we both we both just like let it all out and and I think that's where where you get the best work uh is is to to dig deep personally and 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 find those connections and um he's just yeah I, I just couldn't say more good things about that collaboration yeah well, it's a very nuanced role, uh, mm. uh, performance, yeah. and um, and and that's and, and so is Carrie's too. So they, I mean, they actually blend beautifully. I mean, in the way that their characters, um, the way they both, you know, were to you know perform together in the film. The the other part of it is that. Uh, it's you must have created um, an atmosphere on the set for that collaboration to feel safe for people to go deeply and emotionally as they yeah. did in this film, and that's really a credit to you as the director. Thank you. Yeah, I really yeah. believe in. I really believe in. Um, creating a platform for for actors to do their best work by creating a safe space where 
they are going to give everything they have and they know they can be a bit messy and they know they can sort of go too far or not give enough. And they know that I'm going to take care of that in the edit and, and, and make choices that protect their performance. And I think, um, you know, everyone has to have the space to just try something knowing it might not work. And that's, and that's where the, that's where trust becomes so important. And, and I think how great work is made. Well, you did a wonderful job with this film. Thank I you wish you much, much success. It's I really appreciate film. it. You're very welcome. Where can people see this movie? Uh, so it is available on digital platforms uh, November 17th. Fabulous. So everybody seek out The Nest, starring Jude Law and Carrie Coon. Thank you so much for being on the show, Sean. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. You can listen to The Jam Price Show whenever, wherever, at thejampriceshow.com or on the iHeart Podcast Network, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, anywhere you get your favorite podcast. And you can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter and like The Jam Price Show on Facebook. Thank you for listening. Jam Price talks to the movers and shakers in the film business. The Jam Price Show, all about movies. 